0: Very welcome to the third episode of SVP Radio. Before we begin our conversation, just a few short announcements. The first is that the National Members' Day will take place on Saturday, April 20th in the Convention Centre in Dublin. An email will be circulated shortly, details of the event, but we'd encourage members to save the date to ensure that they can attend this special occasion. Second announcement is that you may have seen from an email that went out on the 4th of January that you are invited to attend a town hall meeting locally where you will get the opportunity to discuss your ideas and insights around the practice of home visitation. Another email will be sent out this week and we'd encourage you to register for an event that suits you at your earliest convenience. Final note, just before we begin, is that the discussion we had on recruitment didn't delve into the specifics too much on the process of how to join our recommendation for members who are talking to people in their community or for people who are looking to join themselves, the easiest way to request an application form is to go onto our website and visit svp.ie forward slash volunteer. If you put in your details there, you'll automatically be sent an application form that you can fill in then in your own. Thanks very much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, everybody. You're very welcome to the third podcast for SVP Radio. I'm delighted to be joined by two of our members. One is Maura Vic A from Corpus Christi Conference in Orn Moor, and Sheila O'Mara, who's a member in St. Bridget's in Eden Derry. Maura, Sheila, you're both very welcome.
1: Thanks very much, Michael. Albert.
0: Thanks very much for joining and I suppose the topic of the conversation today is we're going to focus on recruitment. The reason for that uh, at this time of year is that we do have an online recruitment campaign starting on the 25th of January that will run for a few weeks. We hope that will generate interest across the country in people hopefully joining Rome Visitation conferences. So we thought a brief chat about recruitment might help in terms of existing and potentially new members understanding the process and, and why they might wish to join. Before we get into the chat, I thought it might be useful if you might both just quickly give an overview of your involvement with SVP to date. Uh, Maura, if, if you would mind jumping in first, thanks.
1: Sure, Michael. Uh, as you said, my name is Maura Vigay. I'm a volunteer with Corpus Christi Conference here in Ormore. Uh, or more is nearly a suburb of Galway now, but we do have a rural catchment area as well. I've been in President role and the Conference, which is the name for the team that uh, Vince DePaul, and I've been in uh, Treasurer, and I'm presently Vice President of the Gal- conjoined Galway City East and West uh, area as well. And I'm involved too in the food hub that we have in Galway City, uh, the SDP food hub itself. So, um, as I said, 20 years and still learning and still enjoying it.
0: <laughs> Very good. Thanks, Maura. Uh Sheila?
2: My name is Sheila O'Mara. I'm in Edenderry, County Offaly, and I'm a volunteer with St. Bridges Conference in Edenderry. I've been involved with Vincent de Paul, I think it's about seven years now, and I have been, had the pleasure of being uh, president of the conference and then I have also been involved as kind of, I won't say a sideline in facilitating various different meetings that people have had and then as a result of that I was invited into training as a trainer and then from that I was invited to um, actually train people so I train trainers and I'm involved in the decision making process in relation to recruitment and training as a member of the national um, training uh, body.
0: Very good. Thanks very much. So the, there's local and national knowledge uh, with with both of you. So that's great um, for for people to hear. And I suppose I, I might start. And, and Maura, I'll go to you first. But if if you both are happy to answer it, and I suppose the purpose for you know joining SVP and the need for us to recruit more members is is to help people in need. And we want to keep that to the forefront of our minds as we try to attract new people to join the society. So in that spirit, I'd like to maybe ask you both to share an example of a family or a person that you've helped in the past 12 months and, and how it has resonated with you.
1: Yes, Michael. Um, it's kind of hard to pick one, cool, isn't it? You know, And uh, the one I'm picking is a bit longer than, uh, than one year, but it's uh, somebody that approached us It's actually two years ago. They were a part-time student in college and they were also working as a carer, uh, a single parent with two children. And they were just struggling, you know, the finances, trying to, with college and also with work and uh, trying to keep a household going. And uh, we met with them and and saw that they had a real desire, you know, to finish the course that they were doing. They completed an application for um, education funding. And we submitted that locally here to uh, the Galway Education Committee and uh, they were very impressed with the person, the students themselves. And they uh, funded, gave part funding to the students for, that was year three at the time, you know. So obviously throughout the year then we kept touch base with the, with the person and then it came to year four. And uh, we had said, you know, that they would to come back to us and the person came back and uh, again submitted another application. And um, they were successful again in getting funding from SVP. And they really couldn't have finished the, the course without that funding. The final exams were last June. Uh, we wished the, per- the lady well. And then I had, we hadn't heard for a while. So we touched base with her there uh, towards October, November, just to see how things went. And she came back t- telling us she was delighted that she had got, you know, her finals. At the time, she said, my graduation is in two weeks. She said, I really don't know if I go or not. You know, and I was kind of disappointed myself when she, it was in an email uh, that she said that, you know. Mm-hmm. So we, we we met with the client uh, there about before Christmas about two weeks ago. And we were sitting down chatting to her. And uh, we said, did you go to the graduation? She said, oh, I did. She said. I said, did you bring your two children? And she said, I did. And she picked up the phone and uh, took out a picture, a beaming picture of herself, mm-hmm. you know, at graduation with the two children beside her. I, I, I mean, beaming now was was the word, you know, and I was just so thrilled. We were all so thrilled for her, you know. Firstly, the example that she was showing, you know, that we all know that, like, that it's a DePaul of a huge focus on education. Uh, but the example that she was showing to her children, you know, both of them were in secondary school. She started, one now has started in third level and the other is doing the junior cert. But, you know, the, the way that through education, she's trying to get, you know, better employment. It's more empowering. You know, it's it's just, was just I thought, a great example of how the society helped just one individual, but are also helping the family and how that dividend will pay off, you know, not now, but also into the future. So I was just thrilled, you know, how
2: it worked out for her.
0: Terrific. um, do you have something you'd like yeah. to share?
2: Yeah, uh, I suppose, well, the main one I'll talk about in a minute, but just more there talking about her her uh, family in the example. We had uh, a woman who was in an abusive relationship and she'd been in Ireland for a long number of years, and her husband and children were naturalized Irish people, but she couldn't afford it, and so we paid the money for her. And uh, then it turned out that you know she was very nervous about going because her clothes were what she thought substandard. So, you know, we had drills with a voucher that way. So, I mean, talk about beaming photographs. uh, You know, it's just where you get your satisfaction. It's just amazing. But I suppose the incident that family that I would talk about in Edenderry this year, we're not too far from Dublin, so rents are really very high. We got a call from uh, a Polish man who had lived in Edenderry for quite some time. We called around to see him and he was on disability because his back was absolutely banjax from an accident that he'd had at work. But he hadn't really got any, he couldn't prove that it had happened at work. The landlord wanted to sell the house. The rent was 1100 a month and he was on something like two, like uh, maybe 260 to 280 uh, And his wife was on some kind of carer's allowance, but she was extremely anxious uh, because they were getting letters from the landlord about paying the rent, whatever. Two children, one in university and one in second school. So anyway, we decided, right, we would look at um, this guy's case. He'd already applied to the housing department in Offley. We sent in a letter of recommendation supporting his um, application. We helped him a lot for at least six months with uh, food vouchers and we avail of the food cloud uh, thing as well we get every month we get a pallet and a half of dry goods and uh, they were very grateful to get that and then just before Christmas they were allocated a house but they had no furniture and as it happened uh, somebody rang us and said look I'm getting rid of bed I'm getting rid of the table and I'm getting rid of dining chairs and so we were able to just say to this guy, look, we have this stuff for you and uh, you can move in before Christmas. So we managed to get the whole business down to his house and his rent had gone from where it was 1100 a month. He, it was now gone down to 83 a week because he was in a county council. So he, you know, it's about empowering people and we really feel, oh, they're so grateful. It was just amazing. But their ability to stand on their own feet now with maybe a little bit of input here and there from us. And the whole conference, like when, when we came back to the conference, said, look, they've been allocated this house. Everybody was rejoicing. It's, that's where you get just satisfaction. That's, that's why we join up, to get that kind of a, a kick.
0: <laughs> Very good. And I suppose that uh, speaks to... I suppose two things. One is obviously the benefit that people derive from asking for assistance with SVP, but also the benefits that members get in providing that assistance and the two-way street in that regard. And I suppose that links into why recruitment is so important. And that's why we asked at the beginning to share those examples, because it, it's trying to give a, a real sense of the experience of both the, the member and and the person receiving the assistance. And Sheila, would you like to elaborate a little bit further on why you see, why recruitment is so important to SVP um, now and into the future?
2: The volunteers really are the frontline workers without whom the work of Vincent Wall couldn't be done. Now, I'm in a small, it's in a small town. And um, even since I joined, I suppose the age profile of our conference is well over 60 in a lot of cases over 70 and in some cases over 80 because the numbers are dwindling in a lot of conferences around the country because the age profile is really quite a high age profile really so it's energetic work you have to be able to you know people have to be able to go visit and be able to deal with people and listen to people so recruitment of people who are really interested is It's just very important, without which we couldn't survive. And I suppose one thing I would say about why recruitment is important is that for us at the moment, and I noticed for a lot of conferences as well, they're short of members, but they're also maybe short of men as well as as women. But that a lot of conferences are made of maybe more by women than by men. So, I know in our case, we could do with men as well as women just because our people we have are male and female. But just to give a gender balance in terms of the decisions taking, taken at the meetings as well. Recruitment is extremely important. Like, it's the recruitment is the lifeblood of the whole organization, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose what I should have said at the beginning as well is that. The focus of today's chat is obviously about recruiting new members, but also we want to make sure that existing members are, are supported and, and happy and the, yeah. the, the retention element is there too. And we, we we're not forgetting that. But just to mention the focus of this chat is more about new members and and how what they might need to know. But you say there strikes me as important in terms of also passing on the knowledge to, to people who join because there's so there's such a wealth of experience. Across the island of Ireland, that 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 information—it's it's it's, a, it's an awful shame to lose that. You know, we need to to be passing those th- those bits of information on to people and 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 working together and handing on the jersey, so to speak, in terms of uh, the conference work. I suppose, more if somebody's listening to this who would be considering joining SVP or uh, expressing interest, at least. What could you say to the terms of what they could expect to be doing in, in home visitation work in the first, say, six to 12 months?
1: So the home visitation really is the core work of the society. And it's really privileged when you think about it. You know, there's probably not many societies or any I can let go and get uh, an invitation to sit down with somebody in their own home at their kitchen table and have a cup of coffee. So that's a huge privilege. A home visitation would mean that a new member would become part of what we call the conference, which is the team of people that meet on a weekly or a fortnightly basis. Usually the meeting itself would be maybe two quarters of an hour. And then at that, you would be discussing uh, people that needed help and um, maybe people who had visited the week before. And uh, then after that meeting, as two people would go and visit the family or the individual that had asked for help. So they would go and pair. You would, you know, sit down, introduce yourself, you know, to the family or whoever it was. And uh, again, it's all the person, the new, the new volunteer, has obviously gone through the whole training process. But this is, I suppose, live. You know, you're not, you're not, um, you know, uh, doing your modules. So it is live. So your listening skills, your empathy comes into play. And you know, you are learning. Kind of visitation itself is probably a bit daunting in the beginning, or even the whole, uh, you know, team meeting is a bit daunting. But you're there as a member. And you'd be listened to as a as a new member. You know your opinions will be listened to, and you'd be able to share as well your own opinions and your own ideas as well. And there's a huge learning in it. There's various in the conferences. Uh, you know, as you said, Sheila, earlier. There's very various experience that we you knew people and people that are doing it maybe for longer. But we're all learning all the time. There isn't a week that goes by that I don't learn something new. So that. Everybody is learning. Nobody knows everything. At visitation and at the meetings, you'll be picking up things, you know, kind of helping them maybe tangibly, or maybe you're going to be, uh, as a new member, thinking, you know, maybe that person needs help from MAPS. Maybe that person needs help from some other agency. You'll be picking up on these little um kind of tips we go along also there'll be kind of problem solving because like people come to us because they have problems you'd be using your problem solving skills as a new volunteer and you'd be able to research then solutions as to how you can help people you know it's fun and you know you have a lot of laughs as well and also you're part of a family really you know when you when you join and volunteer as a society and there's ongoing kind of you know town hall meetings where you meet other members from other areas and that's hugely in enriching because you kind of sometimes might only be coming across the same thing all the time, whereas other conferences, as we call them, would have different issues or different types of needs coming to the, seeking help from them. Yeah. And uh, there's ongoing uh, development and workshops and and the very popular webinars that we had all all over the winter. So I would stress really that you're part of a team, that you are valued yeah, as, as part of a team and uh, there is support there, and that it is so so rewarding that you learn, learn so much.
0: Thanks, Maura. And to add to that, Sheila, if somebody is thinking of joining, what experience or characteristics are most suitable to this type of work? Uh, from your uh, in your opinion.
2: I suppose none of us decide to join up with Vincent Ball unless we feel there's something, else, something in there for us. You know, if we felt this was going to be a negative experience, we wouldn't sign up. For somebody joining, the desire to help others and to, to get satisfaction back themselves is an important thing. In terms of the organisation in itself, I suppose really what you would be looking for from members would be that they would respect the procedures of a very respected organisation and that the um, procedures, you know, are worthy of, of respect, that the conferences, self-conference meetings are worthy of respect. And I suppose, in a way, when you join a conference, you have no idea of who the other people are. We all have little quirks and strange characteristics, maybe so a degree of patience and ability to put up with others maybe that you don't agree with and to listen to opposing points of view and maybe be able to reach consensus. They would be very important elements that people need when uh, you're going to. And I suppose people who have had work are experience of teamwork and would, would be very good in relation to working in a conference. In relation to working with the people we help who are the core, you know, everything moves around them. We're looking at people who are able to empathize. In other words, put themselves in somebody else's shoes. I, I kind of draw a distinction between empathy and sympathy in that um, for for some people, and you will find this, and I would have come across it in some of the different trainings with, in various different conferences, that uh, some people would feel that, okay, you have sympathy for someone we give them a voucher or, or whatever. But the empathizing really is getting down and kind of traveling with people we have on their own journey. It's not so much about what can we give them. It's about going with them on the journey, helping them with supports and then empowering them. So I suppose the character of understanding that would be very important in a volunteer, that that's really the end result. Now, we will have people who are on our books for years and I suppose a characteristic would be in being able to let go of that kind of thing. We need people who are non-judgmental. You hear various different things at various different meetings, but being non-judgmental and being able to meet people where they're at—it's not easy for people to ask for help.
0: Absolutely, and I suppose in summary of that, people who ask for our help are members of our communities in our our local parishes and are worthy of respect and dignity. Like members, judge their circumstances. Rather than their character, to to assist them both in the medium the short and medium term, and you've hit upon the types of things that people might display as they go about their volunteering work, which which we think is is very helpful. We've kind of touched on it already a little bit more, but is there anything else you'd like to add in terms of the benefits that people themselves derive from being from volunteering with SVP?
1: We have touched on it all right. I suppose, and as I said, you meet wonderful people, people in your own team, uh, in the society, but also people that you visit. They might be at their lowest step, but with your help or with the help of the society or with the help of other agencies, they mostly come out, but, you know, and you're able to, as, they, as Sheila said, empower them. You do learn so much. Uh, you even learn so much about your own locality, you have, or not maybe, might wouldn't be your own locality, it might be the area that you're volunteering in. Your eyes are opened, really, to, like, you know, uh, what's, what, how you can help and what's out there and uh, the type of needs that people have. It's really an opportunity to give back to the community, an opportunity to make a difference. And sometimes it can be the smallest thing that makes a difference to somebody, you know. When somebody asks for help or is a need, sometimes they're just in, in a, a, a fuzz or in a daze and the support that they need might be very simple, you know, and it might be very tangible and very close by, but they just can't see it without it being, being helped through it or pointed out to them. So that really is a difference that you can make. I'm just reminded of... Uh, a visitation that we were doing before Christmas, and um, it was was an elderly couple. It was the man inside of the house we met, and he was so embarrassed. His hands were in his head, was in his hands. Um, there were huge uh, pauses during, you know, while we were chatting and talking. And the second time we went to visit him the following week, like it was very hard for him. You just had to let him take his time and one of the things he said and I, it had never been said to me or I'd never heard anyone say it before but it was week two or three and he said he, he said we've slept better since he visited and we've eaten better since he visited I, I'd never heard it before never heard it said before when myself and the other volunteers sat into the car afterwards I just said to her I said uh, I've never heard anybody say that before wasn't it really you know Amazing. And when you hear somebody say something like that to you, or such validation, firstly, of our donors who, who empower us to do this work, and also that the validation of the couple of hours a week that we are giving as volunteers, you know, how um, precious that is and what it can do and how it can help
2: people. I have to agree with Maura there, Michael. You know, I don't say this lightly, it does enable us to actually change lives. And lives have been changed all down through the years. And it's just it's so gratifying to think that you're just a channel through which this goodness comes and you're there and you're able to affect some kind of a really positive change in somebody's life. Very true. Yeah. And again, you may see people and you may never see them again after
1: the first six weeks you've met them, you know, because they've been helped and you might never have to visit them again.
0: Thanks for sharing that those stories. To, to maybe wrap up, I might ask you both the same question for, for members who are listening to this and who maybe are keen to attract new people to their conference, from your experience at national level and at local level, would you have any tips or guidance for them in terms of trying to reach out to new people?
2: You know, I've approached a few men now over the last couple of months, and you know, initially they're saying, "Yeah, you know, I might be interested." And you're trying to explain what's going on. And in some cases, we've got most of our recruits over the last couple of years is that we have advertised just an information night, and people are invited, and uh, that's how we have got our new recruit. We advertised in the local papers and in parish literature, I suppose, articles in the paper and things, things like that. And but I think face to face meeting meetings with people. You see, I'm in a small rural town, so that would be different from we'll say Ennis or Dublin or Cork or or wherever. Morris? I think she yeah, I think you didn't hit the nail on the head there when you
1: said We, as a society, need to be active in the community and have a profile in the community. You know, I know it's confidential and obviously it's always going to be confidential and non-judgmental. But like, if we just have to ask the question, is there anybody interested? I suppose to reassure people that it's it's not just thrown in at the deep end, that there's a whole training process there. If we ask people, you know, have they a couple of hours, it's not nine to five, just a couple of hours, maybe once a week, once a fortnight for, for some meetings. You know, that's how we will get people. And again, as a society, recruitment is key because it's key to vibrancy. It's key, new blood, new, you know, and also, as you said earlier, gender balance and diversity. To we welcome new people to know that they are supported and that the training support is there. But I think we just have to ask people, I think youngest VP is great. I think that's a great forum because it's probably sowing the seed and asking people maybe later in life, would they be interested in doing, you know, giving more time. And also as well as that, then, you know, the societies that are in our third level colleges, you know, and the universities, TUs and that they're wonderful as well because I think once you sow the seed when somebody is younger you know it might be something that they would consider
0: and I think what you're both saying there is that if people you know decide to sign up obviously they can sign up with as much or as little time that they can give you know they might give one a few hours a week a few hours a fortnight and see how it goes and they can assess after 6 or 12 months and they'll either maybe continue into it or maybe step back from it but it's about giving it a go and also about local members being transparent about what the work is because as I think Mario used the word earlier that it is a privilege to to talk to people where they're at in their lives around some tricky situations and so that type of work is not for everybody and we we can be transparent about that that those it might be suitable for it's extremely uh, rewarding and can provide benefit to the member and to obviously those that we assist so there's some things to maybe think about and and hopefully some of the things that have been shared through this conversation will be helpful to our members, to people maybe potentially considering joining SVP and even people maybe listening who get help from SVP and we hope that this has shed insight onto the type of people that the volunteer work for SVP and the way we try to approach things. So unless there's anything else to add more, Sheila, I, I might let you go. Thanks very much again for your time for this podcast, obviously, but more generally for the great work that you do at local and national level. It's it's very much appreciated. So so thanks very much.
1: Thank you. Go Robin. Right.